Welcome to HSBC Build and Grow, a series that focuses on managing finance for business continuity. As financials takes center stage in business continuity conversation, your story together with HSBC is proud to present this series featuring some of the finest minds in the ecosystem to help businesses leverage the financial ingenuity, perspective, and insights from these experts to power their business growth and their business continuity. I'm thrilled to introduce our next guest, Archit Gupta, as we all know, is the founder and CEO of ClearTax, India's largest tax and GST platform used by millions of individuals, CAs, and businesses. Archit, very excited to be talking to you. You know, ClearTax is uh, a name that comes on top of the mind when we discuss about, you know, paying taxes and you built a very interesting brand and, and and what i learned today is that you also have a very interesting story so you started in 2011 right and and it was 11 days before the deadline of tax filing and and, and you got thousand people on your platform so very interesting start to your story just will you take us through how did you start what has happened since 2011 yeah so uh sh uh, sh uh, like it's uh... It makes me look back on the time that has gone by. Like it's such a uh, such a massive and fun journey. Uh, but like, uh, let me dial it back to where we got started. And uh, it was a very humble start. Uh, we we weren't even incorporated as a company at that time, and uh, we just thought like, okay, um, this is a problem people face. And my dad's a CA, and so he and I got talking. I'm an engineer, uh, like a very unusual background to be running this company, uh, like. Uh, IT computer science, then like in the PhD program at Wisconsin, dropped out, like uh, was in the Bay Area working for a systems company. So like nothing to do with taxes, nothing to do with this space, nothing to do with FinTech. FinTech wasn't even a word when we started. Like, uh, so I mean, like it's been crazy and fun in that dimension. Um, but like we started with a very simple goal, like uh, let's let's make it easy for people. Like uh, seemed like an important problem to solve. And uh, we just built like a product I would want to use like my family would like to use, my friends would like to use. So it started with very, very like, okay, let's put the consumer at the center of universe who's like very scared about this topic of finances, taxes, and yeah. let's like work backwards from them. And so I think uh, we were able to build an enduring brand out of it every year, the platform grew and with zero marketing. So the first thousand people showed up without any marketing. So like uh, to us, like that was okay, something is working. And uh, after that, like it's uh, the platform and the company has taken a life of its own uh, going from, uh, taxes to investing, uh, GST coming up in the B2B side and like uh, now getting into like insurance lending, everything like so I think the, like, the really platform part has started to happen. So it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Archit, uh, you know, before I dive into other questions, I really want to understand what you said, the platform that you built, right? And then it's interesting that uh, you know, interesting that of course it's taxation solution and the GST solution, different solutions, but at the heart of it, you've built an interesting product, which is easy to use. So I want to understand from that lens, if you can tell us, because you know, in India, we say product, asan product, seamless product banana is not so easy, but you build that. So tell us your thinking about it. Like, were you very conscious that you have to build a product which becomes a platform? How, and then how, what all things did you do about it? Right, so I think uh, that's a great question. And, and perhaps like, uh, like uh, I think uh, the, the, the structured thinking perhaps happened after the fact. So I think we stumbled into like a bunch of things and then the structured thinking takes over. So I, 
uh, I think we first started out with a very, very simple objective, build the greatest product that we can make it easy, make it like, uh, like the simplest product. Like we have like 70 year olds using our product. Like we have young millennials, first time jobs using our product, right? Like, so make it like the easiest product, which we people can relate to and like, do not struggle on the way. And we started like, we started arriving at it. Okay. What does this mean? Like, okay, people can upload a form 16. It will read the, the platform will read the, uh, the stuff automatically and produce something. So that came out from a user insight because I talked to so many users and they said like, uh, like, form how do you do go about like, so we, so we thought like, okay, let's take the form and read it. So that that's how it got started. The platformization like uh, really triggered uh, actually in a separate moment altogether. So I think like I'll just walk through the journey a little bit so that it's fun. Um, the first part was actually it's also fun. Rajit, my also I'm asking you because you know there's so many entrepreneurs out there who will be building product, right? Yeah. So the whole product thinking is something that we'd love to understand also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll share a few few insights. Right. One was like uh, like one was actually the flip over to Y Combinator, right? Like so we were like. Uh, we were building this product out of India and like uh, it was going okay. And like we were starting to scale up. We started seeing competition, like typically like US companies, which were very big in the US and coming to India and then uh, being very aggressive with marketing and dollars. Right. So we were like, okay, we'll die in this case. So we thought like, what do we do? So the Indian ecosystem was not very mature at that time. Like I'm talking about 2013 timeframe. And so that what, what became interesting was, uh, there was this accelerator based out of Silicon Valley and like they never had a precedent of investing in emerging economy companies. So the first one that they'd done, like, uh, which I saw was a company in Brazil. So that like made me think like, okay, they might be looking outside. So then I like applied and we got in. Um, so the product to platformization journey start triggered from that thought process. Shraddha. Like what happened was uh, like a bunch of like YC has a lot of founders as partners. So a bunch of them started asking us questions like, what do you see? Where does this go? How does this like take its next step? What does the journey look like? So I think like, uh, I think we built a great product in the first couple of years and like it, uh, it was like sustainable. It was growing and people are telling each other like word of mouth growth. So that was fantastic. Then we started asking this question, where does this platform go? So we then had a very interesting fork in the road. Like in terms of we raised money from Sequoia, Founders Fund, Peter Thiel, all of these guys. But the fork in the road was like, hey, do we continue to like, uh, help consumers with their tax savings, wealth investments and so on and so forth. Or do we do this like new entire thing, which is called GST, which the India is launching on July 1, 2017. And uh, that will completely change like how 10 million businesses behave. So I think like that was the interesting part of the journey and the, and the question you're asking, right? How do products evolve? How does this happen? Yeah. I think it is to me, like it is very, very organic from customers, 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 like customers tell you where they want to go. And you have to like, I think, they don't tell you explicitly sometimes articulated, unarticulated. You have to like obviously read what they are saying. But I think uh, if you follow the customer, keep following, I think you reach. So I think that's what happened to us. You know, so what I'm hearing from you is that what you did well, if I may say so, is to listen to what they were saying and also listen to what they wanted to say and they were not saying. So that constant listening to the customers is what is what led to the seamless product that you built with clear facts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, I want to also understand uh, uh, what has this lockdown and we can't be interviewing and having a conversation right now without understanding this impact of COVID-19. You know, we are all impacted, but what does it mean for you, for ClearTax, for your space? Right, Shadow. So I think like uh, 
few things. I, I think like I'll step back from the customer, the economy, and then come back to us. Like yes. that's the center of the universe, right? So the I think the consumers are deeply impacted. Like uh, one is like uh, the compliance stuff. The government has provided relief, so that's good. So because like all deadlines have been pushed out, but it's going to come back at some point. So I think like. Uh, what starts to for us like we like the internal joke sometimes is like death and taxes like they they come back right like there's never like you can't escape them right so uh, so like uh, i think on the consumer side and the tax stuff we do i think that is not affected by this lockdown and like so for us what has happened is like there's definitely slowdown in customer access uh, like we had like la- a large uh, enterprise sales team which was like which sells to like we have customers like titan raymond sun pharma Obviously, uh, these kind of customers like so. Uh, a bunch of that used to happen face to face and like very mm-hmm. enterprise salesy. Like you meet their CFO, you meet the right people, and you. So all of that is obviously uh, was offline right now. So the customer access was dropped. On the uh, on the digital side, I think it was fine. I think we were very good at inside sales. We continue to uh, like engage with customers digitally, like a lot more webinars, a lot more like learning series. So. We we were doing e-learning. We were doing a bunch of things. We doubled down on those. So customers started to hear about us from the perspective of we got like a lot of famous people from the community, like experts, CFOs, CAs, who understand the space and uh, gave like interesting perspectives either on the lockdown or like how how should they uh, think about their business, like what are strategies to run their business, like not just the topic yeah. itself, but like how to react yeah. to the situation itself. Yeah. So I think like some of these things like. have served us well but overall as a company like i think the what does the lockdown imply and what does covid-19 take us to is more interesting than what happened in the last 60 75 yeah. i think uh a we saw growth so what started to happen was we are the only at scale cloud based platform in the country on this on on this problem so on consumer tax we are the only cloud based platform on on like uh, uh, b2b taxes we are the only cloud based platform csi cpas in india we are the only cloud based platform so we started seeing growth like our growth baseline shifted because people realized okay it's a lockdown they can't access their tools which are locked in their office they have to still service clients so our our tool became the only place that they could come to so we saw a baseline shift of like about uh, like roughly it will trend to 2x of our august numbers because oh. like so it will like so it like is very rapidly ramping up that to me was like that to me uh, that to us has given us a like a tremendous amount of confidence in the platform like further growth second because like there's real users real evidence on on the on the growth side the second part which is happening is like we were building tools for small medium businesses to like maybe create an invoice collect payments faster like send reminders all those kind of things but like more like larger businesses which have like uh, a gst component like uh, like uh, they want to create like uh, all their journey from like where a bill starts to pay out so all of that i feel like india is hitting a seminal moment i think what we thought we'll achieve we'll achieve in 3 years i think we should get there in a year so i think like all those like i think are big changes because of covid like the behavior is shifted like customers are like super open to that conversation that yes we need a tool which works on a smartphone and the desktop and uh, we would like to buy and like people are not afraid of buying our uh, our sales revenues are like returning and like almost there like pre covid levels so we are like feeling okay customers are like adopting the cloud adopting technology and like that's a massive shift in india so yeah. i think like that is a big 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 positive and even small guys medium size guys like people who we associate with not being very progressive i think we, the, the the just this lockdown had forced them to adopt technology 
embrace it for the for the first time and they now behavior is shifted yeah yeah no no i completely agree with you i i keep telling to everyone now i meet these days of course without that much excitement because of course people are it's a, it's a suffering time for the world and for most of the for all of us but i just think that hum log india mein bolte the na digital india digital india ab ab lag raha hai pichle 2 3 mahine mein hone wala hai aur ho gaya hai matlab yeah that's true that's true ha ma obviously i i i echo what you just said shada it will be a very tough humanitarian time and like the economy is like in a very tough stress because see that's the part we observe on business metrics right like we are observing like because we have a we almost have a index on the gdp right like because we get like uh, gst and income taxes information right like we saw severe contraction on movement of goods uh, because ev bills were not being generated we saw severe contraction on the amount of gst being reported the gdp overall and so on so forth and now some of that reporting will catch up and uh, but like obviously the economy is in un- under tremendous amount of stress and there is a humanitarian issue out there uh, which we are thinking in terms of like like as a company we are tr- trying to help people with working capital now more and more oh. because what we have started to discover is ki na we, we are going and talking to customers and they are saying like this is the number one stress like we a should we go for the msme registration act or not like if you are in msme registration like what does this mean for uh, like working capital like does it lead to more compliance or better payments because like one example of the msme act is like uh, your uh customers have to pay you within 45 days hmm. uh, they can't open credit for longer than that so some of these things like we are educating the customers we are helping them getting registered we are giving them either tools or services to like walk this journey you know you, you mentioned something interesting that you are also helping people with working capital i just want to understand what are the different things that you are doing because i honestly thought that you're looking at the taxation consumer yeah. uh, taxation and also gst filing Yeah. but what are the different areas that you are operating in right so uh, shada uh, again like uh, because of the name the name clear tax i think we we get like siloed into that bucket like and and i think we have taken small but meaningful steps towards adding to our platform and this has been a journey over the last uh, like i would say one year and yeah. uh, and like covid has forced us to move much faster now mm. uh, so over the last one year we added a few services one was helping startups get incorporated uh registration of the startup so like if you're an entrepreneur and you just wanted to put together a company uh, with your co-founders we'll help you do that we'll help you find a zero balance bank account we'll get you a gst registration number if you want it we'll give you an msme registration act like trademarks and so on and so forth so getting you started like uh, in a in a structured form so that like you are not uh, on the wrong side of the law or what have you so that was part number 1 like which we started and it's seeing very interesting success so this like again came organically customers started asking us like hey you do our taxes you do this 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 for us can you help us get started in the company uh-huh. so i think that became like an organic uh, journey around that the second part was as we started uh, like getting gst data we went back to customers and said hey banks are interested in like uh, non collateral back loans if they have access to this gst data and they can like uh, co lend or what have you so mm-hmm. now i think that has become interesting because uh, that was the first step that we started evaluating with customers so we started talking to customers about programs in which like do they want to a have msme registrations which like help them in certain dimensions do they want to like uh, look at this atmanirbhar scheme which the government has rolled out how does that help them uh, we started with like a very simple thing we ran a webinar on this atmanirbhar scheme and we saw like tremendous amount of interest from customers yeah. so it was like okay this is resonating very deeply so we started like unpacking like customer needs and then we discovered 
okay who are the only like the right now the only people available to lend is large banks everybody else is like in a in a in a tough situation so i think we started putting together okay the best customers and the and the lenders who are available who are lending now in this kind of environment can be are you lending right now uh yes and no <laughs> so i think i think a very very tough environment uh i think it will get better in 3 3 to 6 months i think we are we as a company are not stressed because obviously we see software revenue uh we see services revenue so we are not so stressed on the lending end. you know but what is interesting is that what you are saying is uh, you know especially for msme that based on and because you do their gst filing based on that uh you you are able to connect them to some of the large banks yeah. who are lending right now exactly right? exactly yeah 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 i didn't know that you're doing that that's a very interesting and very needed right now right ha huh. so that that became like like so because what happened in the gst is kind of context you start to see the like uh, flow information because gst has all your sales all your purchase all your taxes all your vendors all your suppliers so it, it has like a lot of relational data that you can start making sense of and you can start so i think that became step number 1 step number 2 we are evaluating like how do we help so this is like again we are listening to customers so it's not like we are inventing something new or like something rocket science but like what we learned is like in this covid time ministry of home affairs has like uh, has announced like that smbs and msmes should also offer health insurance to their employees so we are trying to figure out like how do we facilitate that so i think like because of our access and like understanding reach uh, we are just like trying to solve these problems like one by one how many people do you reach to reach out to like reach to sorry not yeah reach. so on the on the consumer side like uh, shada it's like 4 million folks like which is like uh, which is like uh, salaried millennial young folks who have disposable income and like uh, generally above the age of 23 and uh, like dominant like above below the age of 39 and mm-hmm. they have like uh, usually a white collared salary job earning maybe more than 5 6 lakh rupees like going up to like whatever and uh, and like these are the guys who are interested in taxes savings wealth creation and so on on the on the business side like uh, we have like uh, like slightly over 1500 enterprises wow. uh, out, out of the top uh, top 10000 so 15% market share uh, in india uh, who bad. use our gst platform like uh, every month every day <laughs> yeah not bad at all and and like uh, these are like obviously marquee brand names uh, like which you you and i use and yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, then like then we uh, reach like close to 600000 uh, micro and small businesses 600000 yeah so wow. 6 lakhs and and then like we have like a network of about uh, 25000 ca firms which are also like on our platform uh, experts tax experts and all of those guys who are on our platform who uh, are facilitators sometimes to these businesses who who can help them like do the paperwork or who can help them close the formalities or do the like Uh, you know, I want to ask you. See, you started in 2011, yeah. and honestly, for the journey that you've made now, right? Like the numbers that you are saying, this is very significant number. Mm-hmm. And 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 from 2011, if we say 2020, it's not. It seems like to young people that okay, it's nine years, but it is not. When you build a company, when you build an enterprise, when you grow a startup, I want to understand if you have to look at your nine years to get here. 
because I interact with a lot of people in the space that you are in, but it's ad hoc, it's still unstructured, there are brands, people are doing one thing or the other, and it's very fragmented. But you've been able to build a brand, you've been able to acquire these customers. What are the two, three things that you think you've done right to get here? And I'm, and I'm going to pick one away already so that you don't repeat it, that you listened to the customers. Yeah, I think that would be the first one. So I, I think I'm glad you took it out. Like, I think, I think, uh, like, like, let me break down the journey for some of the entrepreneurs yeah. who may be listening to this, right? Like, so, and like, uh, frankly, I can't believe it's been nine years. Like, I mean, like when I, when I hear it from you, like, it's a, yes, I mean, like it's a moment of that. But I think like 2011 to 2014 was, was frankly, like just the three or four of us in a room, right? It was incredibly challenging, like bootstrap, completely bootstrap, uh, very tough time, uh, no affirmation or uh, like from anybody because like, it's like, uh, like startups were much harder, right? Like it's much sexier to now start yeah, a company. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think, uh, I think like uh, a very, like uh, good movement, but very, very slow. Uh, the only thing was we were obsessed with product and we just kept improving it. So I think we were like on the right track in that dimension. Uh, we didn't know we were doing FinTech. We didn't know we'll get into financial services. So I think like some of this was like, we were able to connect in hindsight, not in foresight. So I'll, I'll be the first one to say, we didn't have like that sharp level vision, that kind of thing. I think we were just very obstinate. So I think we are very, very uh, relentless and resourceful. I think we are like very relentless. Like we were like, okay, we'll get this done, we'll get this done. So I think like that resourceful part is like, uh, okay, Indian ecosystem is maybe not mature yet. So let's go to a mature ecosystem, which is the Bay Area. Uh, because I had been in the Bay Area, so I knew like how mature the ecosystem is. Like, uh, like one funny story I'll tell you like uh, the day I was quitting my job like in the in the US like when I moved to India and started clear tax my boss like offered me like a check of like $250,000 and said like I'll angel invest in a company I said I don't know what the company does I don't know the company it's like he said hey, I, I, you work with me I'll invest in you so I like wow. so I mean how and this was like I didn't take a check from him in 2011 which I in hindsight realized maybe I should have maybe I shouldn't have uh, but then YC became that first inflection point. Then like Peter Thiel's founder fund, founders fund, uh, or like Max Lepchin, all of these guys like really affirm that like, okay, invest uh, in, a, in a young startup, young founder. I think that was a moment of one transformation. Like, so I think as you're asking that question, like how do, how do I view the nine years? How do founders view? That was one inflection point from crossing over to like, okay, we have this interesting thing going, but now, okay, let's really double down. Let's really fight it out and make something big out. I think, uh, subsequent to that, like a bunch of investors invested, like we have raised over seventy million dollars of capital. So that part is, yeah, seven zero. Yeah. Wow, that also must have helped, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, like uh, investing ahead of the curve obviously helps. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like so, I think like uh, I think like to be fair, like I think you know, have... to be fair, but I have to say this because. I said this about the capital. I think the capital also must have come to you because capital, as we all know, once you be raised and in the process of raising, it just doesn't come like that. And yeah. it would have come because it would have come on the back of the numbers now that you're saying. So there must have been data point and growth trajectory, which you anyways must be demonstrating, right? Absolutely. I think like obviously investors value growth and that's how the investment comes. And we've been always like a weird uh, sort of counterintuitive bet, right? Like in India, like who will pay for taxes, who will pay for investments and like, how do you take this journey into like financial services? Because like, it's a, the analogy is very similar to payment Shraddha. Like uh, taxes is as ubiquitous and as uh, familiar, uh, like as everybody needs to do them, like in the, in a certain segment, right? 
that the same segment is probably like uh, uh, like trying to do digital payments right broadly uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, broadly similar so yeah. like you start to see like their flows you start to help them with their financial needs and so on and so forth so that is the germination of the company and evolution of it so i think like we also like in hindsight couldn't see it but I, as we started progressing further 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 we could start seeing it and i think like uh, capital definitely helped i think resourcefulness relentlessness definitely helps i think the the third one has been like uh, i think uh, just the team i think i was fortunate enough to like slowly build together a team like uh, around the company's mission that like uh, that really helped us get from a to b b to c and like i think it is just been like that uh, that very strong contributions from our team how many people are you in uh, how many people are there in clear tax <sighs> so that always amazes me shada like in lockdown it was like the part which was like the 750 odd people 750 people yeah yeah wow you built a large business then yeah wow 750 yeah 2014 we were three <laughs> and 2014 you were three yeah so 2011 to 2014 were three people like all wow. the time wow phenomenal wow <laughs> so i'm also very impressed because and this for everyone watching is that you know this at the heart of it this is so powerful no there are 750 people who have jobs who are employed because you were relentless and <laughs> <laughs> yeah something yeah hopefully i think like hopefully our impact on the ecosystem will be far bigger where like millions of businesses like start to see like better financial outcomes our mission is to simplify financial lives so our, our mission is like every day like when we wake up like how do we like help that business owner or the consumer like make like their outcome 10 years down the line much better for their yeah. kids or their businesses yeah no and i can see with your agility because one of the patterns i'm seeing is that while you are listening to the customers you are fast building on the solutions that they need no so tomorrow there will be so many more things yeah 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 you know achit now i have to ask you this what do you have to think of the uh, you know and i you said that you heard my interview with uh, the finance minister nirmala sitaraman i want to ask you what have what is your view on the government packages especially for msme and what is happening yeah i think uh, i think it's a good start so uh, like in terms of like uh, but i think like uh, uh, we as a country should probably do more i think uh, we have to be like uh, i i don't like it's a very tough question to be honest like i mean i'll break it down into some very simple things that i believe in i think uh, like offering some universal basic basic income right now in a period of toughness to people below the poverty line and people who are struggling right now i feel is important because then they can uh, go out and buy food for their children and what have you like i mean that's very very important the second one is like uh, i feel like the msme businesses like are under tremendous amount of stress like we're seeing some of them disappear in gst right now whether and like they're not filing they're not like paying taxes and so i mean some of it is obviously regulatory relief but our hope is that they come back from this like and you have 6 lakh 6 lakh of them no 6 yeah. lakhs yeah so i my worry is like whether they will survive this and like how does like uh, economic package like the us is for example like putting a lot of money like uh, uh, about like uh, 5% or 10% of the gdp behind this right like if i boil down the india's programs like while we are claiming 5% of gdp or 10% of gdp i think the program effectively is 1 1 and 1/2% so i think we need to spend a lot more to get like people yeah yeah some universal basic income out there so that people start spending in some of this uh, i think the government is doing harder work on credit squeeze but i think there's still a lot of credit squeeze because people are not lending and 
I think some of that is uh, that I think should ease over time. But I think uh, I can see the tremendous amount of stress there is out there. So I think more economic packages should come out, and the government should be aggressive to build infra, to kick off like large projects, like uh, build, put people jobs, to put jobs out there, to put people to work. Let's build like more highways, more infrastructure, more digital, physical infrastructure uh, in this time, like uh, where we can like be deflationary a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very important point. Very, very uh, good point. This is, uh, yeah. So basically, large projects which employs large number of people. Yeah, yeah. and that like probably is infra. I mean, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I want to now that now I'm assuming that you call yourself a fintech startup or something like that. None. <laughs> uh, we also started hearing all these buzzwords you know, from 2015, 16, you know, fintech. So, you know, I want to understand from your lens because you have built such a remarkable uh, company with clear tax. What are some of the opportunities still remaining in fintech, and 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 what should India do to build its fintech story in a very very strong way? Right. So I, I'm assuming, Chada, you're boiling the question to the Indian market, right? Not global. Yes, yes, Indian market. Okay. Indian market. Yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, I think few things, Shada. I think like fintech, the opportunity in the next ten years is even brighter than the first. Like, so I feel like there's much more, coffee um, picture baki hai and most of the picture is up front. So I think like right now we are at the infancy stage of like what we know as fintech. So I feel like uh, this is like scratching the surface level. So because like. Uh, like there are not many at scale fintechs in our country right now. I yeah. mean, there are some payment uh, companies like uh, Paytm, PhonePay, Google Pay, and what have you. And uh, you like you have some trading platforms which are okay, uh, doing okay. And like after that, like everything else is nascent. I feel like uh, I feel like there'll be very strong uh, companies which will emerge in what I feel what we are doing: software, SaaS, and financial services combined. Because what that does is like. You're able to put together software which people are using every day paying for and then you're putting together like some financial service offerings uh, because that brings down your fundamental cost of customer acquisition so i think a lot more plays will come in that so we're just seeing like the first wave of it so i, I think like there are some startups i can name but like we're seeing some wave of it uh, the second part is like i think Shada, we have not solved wealth uh, investing wealth like all the like all of us like in my, ourselves included like are just like barely on the surface of it. Yeah. I think globally it is being solved for the first time. Everybody's going at it. Robinhood has built a game out there. Like it's a gaming uh, app, like if you will, like which lets you do it trading for fun. And like in India, like there are many things evolving. And I think as uh, income levels rise, like more and more like products will come out. Of this. Like I th I, this is just the start. So I don't think we have solved uh, like customers making choices uh, around like their money, like at a fundamental level, there are no high quality tools. I think that's just getting started. I think on the consumer side, I, I see like white space. I think like you can do a lot of things in the consumer side, especially on helping people save money, invest money, uh, move money. I think all three, like, I think, uh, interesting opportunities available. Uh, I think on the, on the MSME and the business side, like, I think you have to choose your customer segment because it's very, yeah. very wide. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think, I think like, like my belief is, uh, access to credit kind of things will be, will continue to like, you'll see like 
at least five important companies come out of it because the market is so big. Yeah. Uh, the second part is like, I think a lot more software fintechs will come out like companies like ours because they will have like very high quality software offering and then you'll see a very high quality financial service offering coming to them. Uh, because you, we are doing something fundamentally what banks can't do. I think fintechs which will win will do things which banks fundamentally don't do well. I think if bank can do that well, I think then like you don't have a, then you don't have a play or a thing. I, I can see you laughing so I think. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, you know, because that, uh, like, somehow I feel I'm seeing the banks also, like, really get into the game, right? <laughs> like, in the last two years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. I, do you still feel, do you feel, still, Nate, do you feel lending is still largely the per, in the purview of banks? Banks will do the best job when it comes to lending. So I think banks have a structural advantage. One, they can take deposits, so they have the lower, lowest cost of capital. Second, uh, they have regulatory uh, arbitrage, if you will. It's very tough to be a bank because of the regulation, but like once you are it, like I think there's a, there's a massive opportunity available. Uh, so I think banks and fintechs will play nice. I mean, like, and what I see is like, it's an ecosystem. Banks are part of the ecosystem. Fintechs are part of the ecosystem. And uh, there'll be other parts of the ecosystem and you, you cannot wish away any of these uh, yeah. pieces. I think what you are seeing is some fintechs like are going and acquiring banks and you'll see the reverse also in consolidation phases, banks will go acquire fintechs. So I think you'll see both of them. I think in the US you're starting to see just the start of like, obviously in the US, the big tech companies are bigger than banks, right? So they can go acquire banks and banks are available cheaper there. Uh, Square obviously owns a bank, right? The Square app. They own a bank, so they can hold money. They can. Uh, in India, I think like I still want to see how this thing happens, but like uh, I think like you'll see very interesting models emerge. So you know, one very good thing I heard, and my team had sent me this data that you are hiring. Clear Tax is hiring during this COVID crisis, and this is very important because most of the companies are laying off, furloughs are coming into place. It is very tough time. So thank you on behalf of everyone whom you know you will employ and, and the 750 people who work in your uh, team. I want to understand from you, what's the big dream that Clear Tax is dreaming when it comes to India? What is it and what can we expect from you? Right. So, uh, Shada, like just to uh, like, uh, like it's been like, I, I feel like we're so fortunate, like so lucky, like so I have so much gratitude for the fact that our business was like not deeply impacted due to this crisis. I think uh, there's a lot of pain and suffering out there uh, because of like uh, COVID-19 and like so many of my startup founder friends are like dealing with much, much tougher than time than I am. So really as a team and as a person, I'm grateful to that. Uh, the second part is like, I think, uh, I think like our dream is like actually very simple and then like uh, very big in terms of like, we want to we want Indians to have a great relationship with money. Right, we are overall as a we are an emerging economy. Right, we are very poor compared to like the world's GDP, the per capita, and so on and so forth. Like my goal is to power prosperity and increase India's GDP if I can. Like so, that is the company's goal. Right, like so, how do we do that? I want to first fix people's relationship with their money. On the consumer side, I feel like people have a very poor relationship with their money. Like people don't understand how to save it, how to invest it. People are afraid of money. Like yeah. kya karna hai? And so I feel like that is still not solved. Like, yes, we have made uh, like a checkout, like buying process of a stock or a mutual fund easier, but we've not fundamentally fixed the relationship with money of, of like millennials and like they really struggle. Like how should they ride out this crisis? How should they like 
think about money so that they have a rainy day fund for their children and their children's education and like they can think about that so i think first i want to fix the meta problem of powering prosperity like money so on the on the msme and the business side chada i have two dreams like one is like like it's in a, in our country right businesses have not don't have good high quality software like which is like you as a business owner right like there's no app in your in your uh, smartphone which is telling you how is your business doing what is yeah. your cash flow what is how much are you what is your receivable to what like you have to like constantly like think about like you're using whatsapp for communication you have the best in class tools for everything else except running your business which is like 90% of your mind share focus and yeah. like energy right and the second part is like how do we like use this information right and use the use the knowledge that our systems have and really un- unlock like like financial health for businesses right like what, what what do i mean by that if you have excess capital right now how does it like earn money doesn't sit in a current account if yeah, you are seeking if you are seeking capital right at this time like working capital debt what have you how does it show up to you at the most efficient cost terms because you are on a digital platform and capital should find you yeah. if you are a good business like if you are a good business you have good metrics you have a good credit score like why should you like have to a have collateral like b why should not the most efficient lender who can give you the right like be available to you so that is not yet unlocked and i feel like if we bring down the cost of capital by 2% to every business right it can unlock like 6% of gdp growth right like because there's a 3x uh, result of like better access to credit capital to msmes it will lead to more employment more jobs in the economy and more prosperity for our country so i feel those that is the mission you know we wish that you fulfill your dream because then the country and all of us will get to fulfill our dreams this is amazing audacious but so purposeful yeah very very inspiring archie talking to you thank you thank you so much thank you shadha for having me thank you